So do a sink, and then yeah. we can shoot the shit a little bit because then we can get cold in. Hang on, I only have one hand. I can't sink yet. Okay, I have two hands. Learn how to clap with Slap one hand. Slap yourself in the face. It's fine. <laughs> Ow. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Whips. Say hello. Hello. I'm joined by Drama Matt. Say fucking whatever it is because anything I tell you that you're going to say, you're going to say the opposite. So go on. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you bastard. Well I can't do the opposite of that ramble, can I? You could have said goodbye and then just hung up Skype. <laughs> oh shit, don't tell me I'm giving you an idea. Anyway, how are you, Matt? I'm I'm very well, thank you. I'm covered in bites off assorted insects, apparently, because it's warm and that's the price I have to pay. But <laughs> other than that, I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Hey, all right, all right. We've had a bit of a, a, a shit show this week with um, recording. Really? Mm, it's, been, uh, it's been a bit hell on earth. Yeah, uh, so, okay, when this goes up, there should be the first part of a Let's Play. Um, should be up on the channel. Should be. But since everything's gone wrong, I'm not going to say what what it is, just in case it isn't. Yeah, so while trying to record that, uh, because we usually use Shadowplay, the NVIDIA thing, okay. to record. Now, we've had problems with it before, randomly recording randomly recording our okay, mic volume. Right. Uh, when we don't want it, because we're recording that separately in Audacity, yeah. you just get a better yeah. quality recording and you, you more freedom and stuff, so it's good. Now, I managed to fix that um by just simply setting it to push to talk and putting the button out the way that I'll never ever go near it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's decided to come up with new and interesting errors. <laughs> it, I think it's it took it personal that we solved that one. It was like right you bastards. Yeah, so it recorded I it decided that it was going to only record at 18 frames a second. Specifically 18. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because like when you're when we're recording, we're getting like 60 plus. And yeah. It's, it's, it looks because it doesn't. It's not like fraps. It doesn't stunt the frame rate while you're recording. And then we go and check the video afterwards, and it'd be like, oh yeah, 18 frames. It's like the hell is this? What? And then it just started randomly crashing and it causing the game to crash and getting issues that were just really fucked up. So is this just one game you're having an issue with? Yeah, and then there was another one, which is that because we then just recorded it with fraps, um, which we which is what we used to do, but we haven't for a long time. Yeah. But then Audacity <laughs> took like forty seconds of the recording, and it's just garbled, just corrupted as hell. <laughs> right. Like just just all the all the audio is in the wrong order, and some parts are just blank. It, we've done like. Nearly four hundred videos using the system of having Audacity running and and then having our recording software running over that. It's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Probably like six years or something of ha- of having used Audacity for various things. Never had it happen before. Then finally get Shadowplay working again, uh, which is the most recent vi- video that went up on Wednesday for Space Wolf. Oh yeah, yeah, watched that this morning. Oh, I- I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that that recorded proper frame rate in shadow play, no worries, but it recorded at the resolution of our secondary monitor, which is four by three. Right. 
Because fuck because us, apparently. Again, an issue that's never happened before. I'm just going to uninstall everything and reinstall it. It's... I think we need to just yeah clean install the drivers. It'll be fine. Because, yeah, it's just so fucked up. And it's just been a week of just... Of... We freaked out for a bit because we were like, shit, the computer's been really strange lately. Maybe we've got some like malware on there, so we've been scanning. There's nothing. It's, it's pretty much just shadow play chucking a wobbler. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been fun to deal with. Yeah. I hope we get that fixed fucking soon. Yeah, it wasn't much <laughs> yeah. fun. Um. So you've presumably fixed these a bit, at least if you've got the video out. Wait, was the video that came out yesterday or on Wednesday in that three by two then, or four by three, or whatever it was? It was recorded at 4x3, but the monitor happens to be 1280 by I think it's 1024. So I just shrunk down the, the height value to be 720, so it was a proper 720 resolution and no one's noticed. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. And now everyone's going to go, I could tell, because of course they will. Yeah, obviously. Uh, so yeah, I think if, if I can't get that fixed, and that means we can't have the secondary monitor on whilst recording. Which uh, means we might as well just our fucking computer on fire, because what's the point, honestly? I, I, I think that might be a little bit over the top. I don't uh, think it's over the top enough. I, okay. We need to send a message to electronics everywhere. <laughs> they can't fuck around. <laughs> they can't fuck around. And plus, anyone who's used a two-monitor setup knows that going back to one monitor is literally the fucking worst. I mean, I've heard being homeless is pretty bad, but this takes the cake. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm refusing to let myself get a second monitor because I, I know I won't ever be able to last without it. <laughs> so it's I'm like, horrible. no, no, one is fine. I do want to get one of those like ultra wide, ridiculous monitors though, like the slightly curved, like thirty something oh, inch. Ultra, <laughs> but obviously they're a billion pounds, and I can't afford it. Yeah. Um, but they're beautiful. I imagine that every game ever has problems running at those resolutions. Well, yeah, but some that work work, and some that don't. As long as it's like an OLED monitor, just put black bars on the side, and it's beyond, it's like as just you've got a big bezel. So it's not the end of the world. You're just trying to convince yourself to spend that billion pounds, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's all you want, brother. Yep. That's all you want. Yeah, but for now, no one monitor. I'm not indulging myself. <laughs> you see, I would say, oh, it's really good, but that sounds like I'm offering you heroin. Like, oh, come on, man, it's actually really good for you. <laughs> Just try it. The, the, the first five minutes are free, and after that, you can't go back to normal meat fucking. <laughs> <laughs> meat fucking! <laughs> Old laugh reference if you see this still, week. Still playing <laughs> yeah. normal checkers, I see. <laughs> yeah, everyone should check out Old laugh. The webcomic is excellent. It's the best fucking webcomic. <laughs> Not at work. I wouldn't read it at work. No. Um, no, NSFW, but that is my most proud contribution to our group of friends ever. Like, hey guys, yeah. you should read oglaf.com, and then everyone's like, that's awkward, and then everyone comes back and goes, oh my god, it's so good best. though, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, I, I really, the only thing I have to contribute as a friend. <laughs> I, I really like Oglaf, because it's one of those comics, or just indeed pieces of media where you casually make a reference to it, and then someone in the group that you're talking to will go, Oglaf! And he goes, yes. <laughs> yes. But no, no one ever starts talking about it. <laughs> yeah, people feel awkward about talking about it apropos of nothing, so... <laughs> I, really, I, I really love it because it's kind of... For the, for the uninitiated, um, it's, it's a webcomic, the comedy webcomic, that has occasionally a lot of sex and, and wieners and, and, and boobies and stuff in it. And we're t- we are talking explicit drawn yeah, pornography. Yeah, like, like proper pornography. But it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's it's not that got that dirty kind of like shady porn feel to it. I mean, it. All, just... of, all of the adverts on the site do. 
All oh, the adverts yeah. are. Yeah, the adverts are a bit. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. I what I rem- I seem to remember at some point seeing that the the artist um, who I believe is Australian, fucking a, um, she did a thing where she was saying like why 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 the comic was made and uh, it was like well I, I wanted to make something you know the kind of sex comic to to make money um, but then I started making stupid jokes and I just thought I'd roll with it <laughs> and it works so perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw them I saw her and Jim Sterling talk on Twitter and had like a fangirl <laughs> moment. I was just like <gasps> and Jim was like, I'm a massive fan. I'm like, Of course you are. <laughs> Everyone's a fan of Oakland. <laughs> and um speaking of sexual adventures in a fantasy land yes. we played D and D. Yeah, we 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 had our second uh Wait a second session. Yep. See now everyone's gonna think we're running like we're running like I don't know the book of erotic fantasy. <laughs> like we're doing like a porn campaign. We'll, we'll build up to that. Yeah, it's not happened yet. But what porn? So you're telling me there's a there's, there's an a opening chance. there <laughs> for some for some porn RP. Well, I mean, I, I can't stop you. My job is to not stop you doing what you want to do. So if that's what you want yeah, to but go, your with job it. is also to smack me down for my hubris. It's it's my job to say yes. <laughs> And okay. Then have, and then I don't know what I'd get you to roll dexterity. I guess. <laughs> well, um, it depends what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I it suppose. depends what you're doing. But I just sat there hoping that you roll a critical one. It's like, come <laughs> on, something amazing will happen. So if you I, fail I start. I start stroking her boob like, like gently. I bot. You tear off her tit. Look, I think <laughs> I think it's safe to say that it's a dexterity roll for sensual loving, and it's strength roll for hard fucking. What about charisma? Because my, my, my warlock's charisma based, so can I basically have very average sex with someone and then roll to convince them it was amazing? <laughs> well, that's not my place to say, it's the DMs, Come really. on, Matt, can I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, it, you've also got an advantage of you're more likely to get the sex in the first place with a good charisma, so... But yeah, we had our second session, and where it actually, like, started, rather than just, like, figuring out what our characters are doing and... Yeah. Mm. And stuff. Although there was a fair bit of just figuring out how Roll20 works, because obviously, you being in France, Matthew, we, mm-hmm. uh... Have... You just fly down, mm. like, once every two weeks to play D&D with us, it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. I can't see a problem there at all. <laughs> yeah, doing it over Skype through Roll20. Um, how was that set up, by the way, Matt? It took a little while. Well, I mean, this is why I had nothing to talk... I've got li- I've got bits to talk about this week, but not much, because I spent most of the last few weeks doing the prep for this because I thought you know it's our first it's our first proper session I don't want to sort of railroad you and say right we're going dungeon diving or right we're going to go hunt this thing or whatever I was like right I'll do a few different options and let you choose um which meant that I had to prep like I had like four scenarios prepped out which took bloody ages but it's fine because I can use the ones that you didn't do later yeah so, yeah. so it's fi- it's fine but I just wanted to get, like, let you guys because I didn't know you know I know you Snipe, you like the um, more roleplay side of things. But I didn't know yeah. if that's what everyone wanted to do, so I thought I'd give people an option and we can see what happens. Well, I, I think, like, because there, um, there were a few different choices, so there was, like, go kill this monster, go dungeon diving, or go kind of, like, like puzzly one, did you say? Yeah, there was a dungeon diving yeah. one, yeah, a one-off big boss thing that would have been... It would have been doable, because it would have been, been a one-off fight sort of thing, but it would have been hard, presumably, and it, I don't know, and then there was like a puzzly one, and then like an intriguey city-based talking to people thing, which I assumed was the one you went, you would have gone for, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Predictable fuckers. 
Yeah, but the thing is, you the look you gave me the first session when I was unpredictable. <laughs> don't fucking have a go at me for being predictable, you shit. <laughs> but yeah, the the fun thing about about what we did was because what we we had to do was go about the various what would be the words like mercenary guards yeah, yeah. around around town and get them to guard some bordello. Yeah, it's because uh, the the lady in the bordello had been requesting help from these these like bodyguard places, and they've been going no. Yeah. So we had to go and try and figure out why they were saying no or convince them. So we went to like three because our dwarf just was like, I don't want to go see the dwarves. The dwarves are bad at things. We're better off ignoring them. <laughs> hey. My dwarf has his reasons. Yeah, okay, fine, but that's just, just like, ugh, can't you, like, get over it? <laughs> uh, but what what I thought was most fun about the session is that because a large portion of it was either talking or specifically talking in Elvish to elves, which my character can't do. Yeah, your, your character's <laughs> the only one in the party who can't speak Elvish. <laughs> So I ended up at, uh, so for like the the vast majority of the session, I like worked it out of, of like what I actually did, which was I agreed to let a half orc punch me in the head so that we could get help. <laughs> and then we took you out of there, much against my character's wishes. And much against my, uh, much against my character's wishes because he was up for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, go go to the, the the elvish place where no one, where I couldn't speak the language, so I just went and busked outside where I made no money because I played very badly. <laughs> to be fair, if you'd have been there and like, if your character had been there and understanding what we said, it was fucking gibberish. Our rogue, who's an elf, he she went in there and was like, like the you know, like drama did a great great kind of explanation of like the uh, the the room and how it's very nice and in, on the on the wall above the fireplace there's a plaque that says like um. Uh, our duty is our honor. Our honor is our duty, kind of thing. And like, the, obviously, they're very driven by honor. So Ash, his character's name's Talos, like wanders up and goes, "Hello, fellow honorable elves. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to hire you, seeing as you're so honorable." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" It was. It was so funny, but at the same time, it wasn't going to help. See, after about 10 minutes of this, I think I did say something to the effect of, this is exactly like watching a Klingon-based episode of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. <laughs> the word honour's being thrown around so yeah. much. Uh, but eventually, we, we got uh, we got a, um, we, we got some direction of that we needed to go, it, it ended up we had to go clear out some warehouse, or figure out what was going on in a warehouse. And we were really running low on time. <laughs> Yeah, you did um, throughout the entire fight. Every few minutes, I had because we um, had guests over um, for the evening. They'd gone out with some with another friend. To, they'd come over to to Bordeaux, and they had another friend here. So they were out with them for the evening, but they were staying at ours. And they got back, and they just were knackered from like getting over here and having a day out and things. And they just wanted to go to bed. And the office is the spare room, so I was sort of <laughs> sat in their bedroom while they're sat in the kitchen, being like, "We really want to go to bed." And Ruth was poking her head and going, "Matt, is it nearly done?" I was like, "Yeah, nearly, nearly." <laughs> an hour later. Yeah. Like, yeah. So apologies for the rush at the end. That's yeah. fine. But knowing this was like, what well, I, I was, um, the thing that happened last time where I ran into a cave and got a dart in the neck. No, no, no. You went, what was Balls it? deep into Balls the cave. Balls deep into the cave. Um, 
I kind of went through a similar thing because I knew that the time was short. So when it came, we had to go get through a door. Rather than do anything sensible, I tried to just smash it down with my axe. Because it was locked. How did that go? I rolled a one. My axe got stuck in the door. <laughs> See, at this point, my character is laughing so hard. Even if they were attacked, he would not have been able to do anything. He was laughing that fucking hard. I was really hoping when you tried to get the axe out of the door, you failed that strength roll as well. I was so hoping for that too. It, I, then I, I would have strutted up and done it for him, and then he would have never heard the fucking end of it. But, uh, yeah, so I tried again, failed again, but at least didn't get it stuck this time, so the rogue had to lock pick the door <laughs> I love it. it's like we had no idea what was in that warehouse so it could have been literally like the entirety of the, the fucking city's bandits just to hear this like thunk and my axe is stuck <laughs> <laughs> and then they hear fucking my character just crying with laughter like what the hell would they have thought was going on out there look if it have worked then it would have sped up proceedings significantly yeah but it didn't did it I the dice decided that was not to be the case. Okay, well, I can't <laughs> yeah. really have a go at you for the dice there. So the rogue picked the lock, and we made our way in. And like, I, uh, I, I, had to, I have such a problem, because I'm like, I'll stay at the back, because my character, in character, roleplay-wise, he doesn't want anyone to know he's a warlock. So, like, I don't... He doesn't want anyone to see that he's casting spells. So he's like, I'll be behind the wizard for some reason. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we um, we immediately like, scatter because we're hurrying. Yeah, and then giant fucking spiders descend on us, and we're like, "Oh shit, it's Shelob." Fortunately for me, I was already ha- I was already running halfway down the uh, <laughs> down the hallway. So. You were like halfway into the building by the time, like, because I was like, "I'll roll, roll perception." And Dromat's like, you see really thick cobwebs everywhere. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and you're like in the middle of the fucking thing. And I'm like, ah, uh, dude. <laughs> it was fine. Because the, the, didn't you roll for the spider to shoot web at me and it botched? <laughs> <No>. and <laughs> it got web in its eye. Yeah. What, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it had, it's got seven more of them, right? So. Yeah. Although logistically, since that comes from its arse, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Hey, I've seen videos where people have shot. Wait, hang on. Um. <laughs> Talk about Oglaf again now. <laughs> Top Girl is not a nature documentary, Matthew. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Moving swift. Don't Google that. Don't, don't, Google, don't Google, Google that. that. Don't Google that. Um, but yeah, uh, started fighting with these spiders. My guy, my guy was so fucking useless. I don't think he hit once. No. Because he, what he did was he opened with the thing called Dissonant Whispers, which is a warlock spell where you kind of like telepathically whisper horrible things into someone's head and then they f- they freak out and it hurts them. So my guy did that to the spider who was apparently way more street smart. Yeah, I mean, if you went after his book smarts, you would have been fine. But turns out spiders are, are, are well, they're not entirely shit at wisdom. Yeah, so mm. he like, he had to, the spider had to roll... It's wisdom against my my uh, my magic, and apparently, yeah, it was that spider was too street smart to have me verbally assaulted in its own brain. Well, we did attack a spider gang, so it was a spider gang. So if if there is a type of spider that's going to be street smart, then it is like the spider gang. It's probably the spider gang, which sounds really non-threatening. They're the mm-hmm. 
I was, I was trying to think Spooky of a pun game. on either the Bloods or the Crips, and I got to the Cobwebs, and then I was like, no, let's, <laughs> let's back away from that thought process. Yeah, see, if I were you, I would have just kept that to myself. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so after an entire fight of just my guy not hitting anyone, because, yeah, we killed everything, didn't we? Yeah. They were like, they were like fucking, they were like spider kings. Like, just balls of little tiny spiders. Yeah. It was... Oh, God, it was horrible. I was like, I kind of wanted to stab him, but I'm like, I, uh, how do I stab a ball of little spiders? <laughs> well, I don't know. I hit them with an axe. I know, when work. that blew my... I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You kind of just, like, I guess, scatter them away, I guess, is the... I guess, but it's just um, it just confused me so much. Maybe there's like one spider in like this mass of spiders that's one enemy. The hive mind. It's the, the, he's like the the um, like area manager spider, and right. I, I landed my axe square on him, and with him gone, the organization just went to shit, and yeah. they just they just scattered. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. kind of like uh, was it Bangalore's from Mangalore's um, from the Fifth, Fifth Element. Element? Yeah. yeah. They won't fight with that either. Yeah. <laughs> So you killed the assistant manager, spy- <laughs> member of the spider gang. Yeah. And that particular bundle of spiders was just like, well, shit. Which Carl's the- dead, let's just go home. Which meant the big one's probably like the CEO spider. So we killed the CEO. <laughs> yeah, CEO and VP, the, the vice president, the sort of yeah. middle-sized spider. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah seems to drip. So yeah, that was an interesting point. We had to leave it there, but yeah. We will keep everyone updated. Yeah. That's been fun. Yeah, it was fun, and it's, it, it was interesting to do it, like, over Skype. Yeah, mm. I mean, it worked surprisingly well, to be honest. There wasn't any major... Especially because Ash and I resorted to... There's a thing where you click and drag to see... Because like, every square is, like, five feet, so you click and drag, and it kind of tells you how many feet that is. Ash and I just kept jousting with that. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, because you can see other people's measuring... So we just kept like poking each other and people next to us who <laughs> just like fucking around. You were being totally responsible with the power that you have. Yes, I was. So yeah, that was fun and we'll uh, we shall continue to keep everyone updated as we play more. Yeah. yeah. And presumably and everyone pray to whatever deity or anything you like that I don't get my my guy killed by being stupid. Because um, I will. You see my character gets hurt by being stupid, but I've um, I've got a quite high HP, so well, I can get I've away got with my it. Mage armor, so I can. Oh fuck you! I can, that's a few points extra. That means a lot. Shut up! I can fight you. You're also not a mountain dwarf. Yeah, well, Domat, you're dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but anyway, um, what else have we got to talk about today? Uh, you you have some video games to talk about. Video games yes. on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I knew. Yes, okay, so, um, the new Overwatch update came out. Oh my goodness. Oh, with the, um, the new character? No, no, no. that came out, like, ages ago. Was... Get with the times drama, Matt! Well, I knew last, last time we spoke about it, you said it had just been added to the, um, PTR. Has that moved on to the full version, then? Yeah, she's been released now. Um, that Presumably that means we've gone, like, a podcast or two without you talking about Overwatch. I know, but deliberately, I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to mention this, because everyone's like, oh, this bitch in our Overwatch. Like, we'll keep it brief. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's yeah Overwatch Uprising uh, event, which is uh, from the 11th of April until the 1st of May. Yes, it's like three weeks this time. Yeah, so it's like three weeks, uh, which is good. Um, it's got a bunch of new skins and sprays, because they always do. 
Yeah. And they've also got a PvE game mode, which I really, really like. I mean, it's not as good as the one they had for Halloween. Uh, Junkenstein's Revenge. Junkenstein's Revenge, which I loved, and it was that was good quick fire play. Whereas um, this one, what is it called? Is it called anything? I think it's just called um, Uprising. Yeah, I think it's just called Uprising, um, where you play as four of the original Overwatch members. You play as Reinhardt, Mercy, Torbjorn, and Tracer, all in those really cool Overwatch skins, like the new ones. Um, and it's 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 got a lot, and it's got a lot more story about it, which you know I think is really cool. Yeah, well, they they selected a a time from. The earlier lore. Yeah, the, so, uh, is it the Golden Age, I think? Yeah, I think that's what they're referred to Yeah, I think that's what they refer to as. So it's it's uh, quite late on, but it's uh, like, uh, basically what happens is a an extremist group of Omnics, or robots, uh, are attacking King's Row, and you need to go and go and help out. And so you start off, you have to go and stand on a point for a while until it reaches 100% fending everything off, then you go and do that again, then you go and do that again, and then you go move a payload, and you've got to bust open a thing, and then you've got to kill four OR-15s, which are like Orissa, but the previous model. Yeah. And that sounds pretty simple. I I think they're OR-14s, actually. Whatever. They're (laughs) OR-14s. Um... And, like, you have to fight... Like, there's, uh, there's bastions, and the payload has a health bar, which... That does add a little bit of a of difficulty there. Mm. It's it's not, it's quite nice, and they've got it's, it. Really does feel like there's certain elements from the Mass Effect multiplayer, where it's like you know, stand here to hack, uh, stand like like accompany this thing, don't mm. like yeah. you know like yeah. and take down targets. Yeah. Um. What it actually reminds me of most is the campaign from For Honor where it would take a map that's used in multiplayer and take the mechanics of how the multiplayer works, but kind of recontextualize it into a narrative hmm. uh, by making you verse AI. Because you're, you're just playing on, a, on a, a variant version of the King's Row map. It's a daytime version. Yeah. And it, it, I really like it at daytime. That's really fun. Mm. But no, I, I, I really like it. Uh, I, I, I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it lasts... I mean, it's, it's even got like an intro movie, which is actually like... I don't know, you say it's like 30 seconds long, something like uh, that. It's a couple of minutes if everyone watches it, I think. Yeah, but uh, every single person has to vote to skip. And then it'll skip. Which is like, that's 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 fine. I mean, I have seen it a hundred times now, but that's kind of my own <laughs> fault, because I want the Black Watch McCree skin so badly, I, I'm afraid I might actually do damage to myself. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's beautiful. I've been wanting a Black Watch McCree skin for ages. Um, Black, Wa- Black Watch is like the, uh, the Black Ops wing of Overwatch. Uh, McCree and Reaper Gabriel Rays was in it, and it's it's so per- so. My favorite color is like black, and they've just put my favorite character in all black. <laughs> and he has his arm back and a tattoo, basically where I'm getting my next tattoo. And I'm like, Blizzard, no. <laughs> they're trying. They're trying to get inside my head, and it's working. <laughs> Am I am I am I against this? No. <laughs> Actually, one one of the best things they added was a new. Was a new highlight intro for Torbjorn. Oh, it's beautiful. Where he's looking through a photo album, like obviously looking proud, and then pulls in his turret from the from like the left hand side, and you see, and then you see the inside of the photo book, and it's just it's pictures of the turret, like at school and university. And it's, it's got like a little hat on, a little diploma. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and that, that, like canonically, story wise, Torbjorn has like nine children. And it's the turret he has a photo album yeah. of. It's like, 
Oh, oh, Mrs. Torbjorn, I'm so sorry that he's the worst dad in the world. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the Torrent really is one of his kids. Maybe he's like, one day you'll be a real boy. <laughs> Not today. It's Mrs. Torbjorn, you got to feel sorry about. She birthed the damn thing. Oh, ouch. Oof. Yeah. It's not good, really. I mean, it was only a level one turret at that point, so it wasn't as bad, but... But still, that's still pretty <laughs> bad. But yeah, we've got a load of new skins. Like, they've got, like, a Talon Widowmaker. Which we've actually is, got. Which, we, which we've got. We've got that. I and mean, it's just, like, she's not mu- that much of a smurf now. And it's just, she's more, like, she's got normal kind of colour skin. She's not purple. And, like, then she was working at Talon, which is, like, that's... I think that's really interesting. Hmm. That's nice to see. And, of course, <laughs> the best skin of them all, Blackwatch McCree... Uh, well, Reinhardt's is really cool. Yeah, Reinhardt's pretty cool because it's younger versions yeah. of them as well. He's, he's, so. Yeah, so you can even see Torbjorn without a beard. It's weird. I think he looks really cool in his younger skin. Mm. I like the shorter beard and the kind of the, like he's a proper like truck engineer with his cap that's like all frayed at the mm. edge and his overall. I just think that's really cool. Like you say in his younger skin, I'm just imagining him wearing someone else's skin. He's like, ooh, you're young, you'll do. And he's just taking off someone else's skin. Like, mm, okay. This okay. is excellent. I feel so moist and young. Stop kink shaming me. But yeah, like, uh, and I do like, because I don't know if we mentioned this, but uh, for anyone who plays Overwatch will know, uh, event skins are now purchasable, but they're like way more expensive. So if you want a legendary, that'll cost you three grand of the in-game currency. Which is a bit much. Which is a bit much, but at the same time, at least you can purchase it. Yeah, so, mm. so that issue you had before with trying to get this one skin before the event That one McCree finished, skin. That's not yes. so much of an issue now. No. Okay. Um, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the summer event this year so I can get that Americree skin because I'm going to fucking... Mm, that's... Don't you dare. But we don't know if they're ever going to be available again. Well, then, I don't know if I can be held responsible for my actions and if, if Blizzard deny me my Americree skin. And they probably won't do the Summer Games again this year because it was tied into the Olympics, which is every four years. Then I'll just have to keep playing <laughs> forever until I get it again. But no, uh, lots of fun. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to playing some more of that. And I just I want that McCree skin so badly. <laughs> it's he's all he's in all black and there's red highlights. Okay, it's let's, so good. Let's let's move on from Overwatch. Okay, I've been playing a lot of Crypt of the Necro Dancer, specifically a lot of it today. It's a and very good video game. I would be playing it right now, but we're podcasting, and I'm pretty sure I am at severe risk for carpal tunnel because that is fucking up my hand <laughs> so hard. But it's so good. It's like the, it's it's a little indie game, uh, roguelike, and but it's like a rhythm game. So you're wandering around this this dungeon, but you've got to do you've got to move to the beat. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And the music is fucking phenomenal. It's by uh, Danny B. Because of uh, course it is. You, you probably recognise from the original Binding of Isaac and Super Meat Boy mm. soundtracks. Yeah, and it's oh, it's so fucking hard. It's like there's like three levels and then there's a boss, and it's all it's all random kind of thing. So, I mean, it's it's lucky that the music is as fucking fantastic as it is because I think that's what's stopping me from raging. <laughs> so, uh, how do you describe it? It's 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 like Rogue, where you move into people on the beat and that does damage, and there's like a load of different weapons. Like there's my favorite, which is the broadsword, which you can kind of hit people from a good like a square away kind of almost, like diagonally instead of being right in front of them. Massive fucking godsend. But yeah, there's loads of, loads of different weapons and stuff. I mean, I'm not really usually a fan of, like, this kind of game. Yeah, it's, it's usually more my sort yeah. of thing. 
But this has really sucked me in for whatever reason. So I mean, uh, like just before we uh, we started recording this podcast, I finally beat one of the bosses. It took me so long, and I finally did it. It was the, it was like the chess pieces. I can't remember. It's all puns on music, so they're like the blues or something. I can't remember. Yeah. What it was. But I, I managed it, and I unlocked a new character, and I'm just like, fucking yes! I can't feel my hand, but it's totally worth it. You see, cause I. I... I played a fair bit of it a long time ago, and I'd sort of just given up, because <laughs> I was like... You'll need to get good. Because I was like, I really, really like this game, but I'm really, really bad at it. See, that's exactly the same wall I hit, but then I just kept going. No, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> and kept sucking at it until, I don't know, the planets aligned, and they were like, you know what, this sad idiot's been trying this for like an hour, <laughs> let's just give it to her. So, yeah. That that's been a lot of fun, but yeah, it's been I like I've played it for like an hour, and then like all the tendons of my hand felt like they were seizing, and I had cramp, and I was like, shit, oh, and then I, I stopped to write up notes on what I've been doing, and my hand was just like, nope, you ain't gonna be doing that. Like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's a lot of fun. But here, you two fucks have been playing Mass Effect though. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing. You you might not have heard of it. Everyone's going on about this new, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda. But I mean, that's only Andromeda One, right? I've been playing Mass Effect Three, which is like two better. So, dude, wow, that's how. How, Yeah, does does you does your dad work at EA? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm finally getting around to because I've I was playing it before I moved here, and then my computer was in a box, and I didn't bring it. You've all heard me moaning about it before. Yeah. Yeah. No, finally getting back onto it. Played a bit of the multiplayer as well. Which I didn't play with cool. you guys because I said, "Guys, do you want to play multiplayer with me?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, we've been off- offering you that for ages." And wait, no, we can't bother to install it. So I ne- no, I, <laughs> this is the first I've fucking heard of this. <laughs> Except for the time I told you, I can't remember that, so it doesn't count. <laughs> no, no, I, I said, I, I said, yeah, I'll play, I'll, I'll play, and then I realised that we didn't have Mass Effect Three installed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's all good. I mean, I didn't realise you only have to play it for about two hours to get up to like 100% or something. It so, does tick down It, do, it time, does decay. Yeah. Although it does, yeah. yeah, I found that out because I played it for a while before. I was like, okay, I've, I fancy, I'll get, I'll, you know, I'm not, I'd am i rather play the single player, but I'll get some of it done and out of the way. And then, yeah, got up to about 80, 90%, and then I went on to play it again, and I was like, you're on 62%. I was like, hang on, what? It's like, <laughs> oh, it goes down. Oh, okay, great. Yep. Right. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Yeah, yeah. so I just need to wait before just the last mission or whatever just to actually go back into it and, and then we'll go have a few do games. some more yeah because yeah. we have got it installed now by the way yes you can play some after if you want yeah okay yeah <laughs> you know what? fuck the podcast okay thank you for listening everyone um we we have something really important and not mass effect 3 multiplayer related to do yeah no but i mean I'm, in, I'm enjoying it it's i'm getting towards the end you got a male or a femship oh femship oh good yeah, of course yeah, yeah. Who's who's your boyfriend? Who's your, or, or girlfriend? Who's who's your wife? slash husbando? Liara, good man. Yeah. Although since we've just bumped, I've just bumped into Tally again. I'm just like, oh, but I like you too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I remember a time when I was playing Mass Effect Three and I was romancing Tally. And let's just say there is a part in the game where where you can kind of accidentally make her kill herself, and I did that, and I was like, oh. Shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Reload previous save. Let's <laughs> do that different. See, I yeah. remember that. And I remember I because that was when we first got Mass Effect. We were basically sleeping in shifts. So I'd be up for like 12 hours playing it. And then you, <laughs> you'd be up. And you were like, it's like, 
at the passing of the baton in the morning, you were like, I'm going to stay up for you with this part. And I was sat there going, oh my god. And you basically going, okay, you need to press that. And I'm like, that doesn't feel right. And you're like, just do it. And I was so, we were so fucking terrified. <laughs> I love Tally so much. Because you have to do a very specific set of things to make it so that situation doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't think either of us did because we weren't looking at guides or anything. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I can't even, I can't even remember that. But Yeah, you'll probably encounter it. It's relatively near the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, just okay. save save often. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I do that anyway. But yeah, not yeah, that yeah. not that I've gone back because I was like, that's the one thing I, I because I think we mentioned this before, but I but Morden died on my suicide run on the second. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could reload, but it just feels so. It just feels a bit cheap. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. The, then what you got to do is what I did and just go through again, knowing exactly what you got to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. At some point. Well, it's like both of us um, had Legion die on mm. our... Well, you see, I sent him through the vents because I was like, he's he's a geth, he can deal with it. And yeah, so like, no, no yeah. he can't deal with it. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's in Mass Effect 2, the end of that, yeah. 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 We both had him die yeah. there. Oh. But yeah, I went back and I just had like my, my ultra-perfect save where everyone was happy and everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. was alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the only bit I'm having the issue with at the moment is one of the, um, it's just a side quest, but it's really bugging me because I started doing it. It's one of the ones, I don't know if you remember, you have to like, some, it's like the Volus ambassador or something and you have to go off and find some data files on him and then go and confront him. And for whatever yeah, reason, I, remember that. I did the first bit to find out where he's going to be, Complete, got completely distracted, went off and did all the missions, came back and then that was after the, um, this is I guess slight spoilers to the story of three, but. You've all played three by now. I'm not the only one who's not finished it yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, you get back and you've had the um, Cerberus uh, invaded the Citadel. So like the Citadel's like changed and all the windows are slightly shattered and things. So then he's not where he's meant to be anymore because presumably uh, it's a slightly, it's the game loads a slightly different area or different version of the area. Mm. Yeah. So it's still in my quest log, but there's just no way that I can finish it, which is really pissing me off. But I didn't realise this until a lot later. So I was like, I can't go back, like, you know, 10 hours or whatever, oh. just for the sake of one side quest. <laughs> so yeah. I, I've got, I've had one like that in Andromeda, which I'll, I'll mention in a sec. But it's just like, oh. So, I mean, I presume you don't have to get, like, fully 100% every side quest to get a good ending, the good ending, or the best ending, or whatever, do you? Because I'm just like, no, no. I was just like, uh, if I do this, then I'll just make sure I do the multiplayer and get this bar thingy up to quite good. It should be fine that I've missed this one side quest, but it's still fucking annoying. It's <laughs> just <laughs> so sat there, and there's nothing I can do about it. You can't abandon quests or anything. Ugh, it's the worst. I've had that in, in Andromeda, where... There is a it, it's um, PB's loyalty mission. Oh, she's the um, raccoon. Oh, sorry, yeah. She uh, in her quest you have to you have to like go into this this area and um, where it's full of of, of bad people and as a, a radical thing for the game. <laughs> and you go to an area and you get ambushed. Now the ambush will trigger even if you don't stand on the exact point that the quest points you to. Now, logically, you go, oh shit, ambush, you kill everyone, and then the quest moves on. Yeah. However, if you don't stand on a very specific point, going to that point will still be left in your quest log. You can beat the quest, you can get the rewards for it, because it's PB's loyalty mission, so you'll you'll get her, like, okay. yeah. level 6 abilities. But going to that one point on the map will still be Ugh. in your... 
in your quest in <laughs> oh, your quest log, and there is no way to go back to that area. Ugh. It's like literally that area is not there afterwards. So I I, I, <clears throat> I just reloaded and made sure to do it because yeah. having that there was just going to irritate the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh, good job you knew about it, I guess. Or did you just notice? Well, I, I noticed it and was like, why the f... And then, and then sort of like reverse engineered where in the quest that would have been. Mm. And was like, oh, okay, it's about... It must be about there. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, that's... See, I'd rather... I mean, I haven't played it yet. So I don't know how... I haven't ex- fully experienced the animations and things. But I'd rather they fix that than put any work into any animation. Because that would annoy me so much more. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the animation thing, I can just get over and I'll be like, you know what? I just, I'll just pretend I'm playing a game that was made... You know, five, ten years ago, rather than <laughs> it's fine. Uh, they have actually improved the animation. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Was... I was going to say, actually, is it? Cause I saw that because it's because um, when I load up Mass Effect Three, I have to go through bloody um, Origin, yeah. and then it quickly keeps saying, "Oh, by Andromeda." Also, this is the newest patch, and I said, "Oh, fixed animations." And I was like, "That's quite a broad, broad phrase there. How much <laughs> have they fixed everything?" No. No, I, I assume not. Of course not. EA's still cracking the whip, dude. Uh, they ha- they are better. Um, and the game does run a lot better. Um, okay. As in, it is very rare that the frame rate goes below 30 anymore. That's good. Well, okay, okay. That's been more accurate. Comparatively, it's rare. <laughs> okay, right. Whereas before there were some planets that you basically just had to accept that most of the time we're going to be running at about 25 frames Frame a second. Frame planet, planets, so yes. Uh, whereas now it mostly runs, runs like, acceptably, and it's just every now and again it'll just choke. So it's it's a lot better than it was. Okay. Still runs like shit, but it's... it's still a Mass Effect yeah. game. Yeah, well, you know. It's, it's still the worst running Mass Effect game, but... Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 now fine, and they fixed the animations a bit. They're, they I saw are a, a bit comparison better. of the t- tired face woman and mm. how it looked like she was just wearing chalk for makeup, and now she looks actually like more like a human being. Oh, yeah, they've improved that a lot. Yeah. yeah, which is like, see, EA, if you'd have just left it for like a month, this stuff could have been fixed yeah. on release. But you know, that's fine. Push it out the door, unfinished. That's fine. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still fucking bitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna no, let them forget that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't beat the game yet. I'm I'm about I've been playing it for about 55 hours. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I am. I, it, it's one of those games where I'm like, it's not the best. There are a lot of problems with it, but I'm still enjoying it. The only problem is is that it has a real habit of. Make having missions be full of busy work that involves you going from one end of the fucking galaxy to the other. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, in a fifty, you've been playing for fifty-five hours and you haven't got that far. Obviously, you need to pad. <laughs> it needs more padding. Yeah. I mean, plus they're very, they're obviously very proud of their like travel animation. I've heard because they show it you all the time, so they just want to show it you a bit more. <laughs> that drove me fucking bananas. Oh. When I was like surveying planets. I was like, I thought it would only do it for the first time. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that's pretty. And then they started doing it every time. I was like, oh no. In the patch, they did give you the ability to skip the between planet ones. The between systems one still happens, but that's just a loading mask, so that's kind of fine. And the ones that happen between, as you take off and uh, take off and land on a planet... Those are still there, but again, they're loading masks, so Ooh, I, yes. I, yeah, so I, I can't be as as an of those. But the the ones between planets, they're gone now. Well, you can skip them anyway. Wait, you press tab and then a, and then space bar. Oh no, no, you just press tab. Okay, 
I mean, I guess that's better. It would have been nice to have, like, an option of, like, oh, like if it was default with only play the first time yeah, yeah. ever you survey and then just don't do it otherwise. But can't have it all, I suppose. Yeah, and, like, before they added that skip, then, then a lot of quests were just really fucking annoying because they went all over. So, like, for example, you'll have you'll have quests where it'll be like, oh, go speak to this person on this planet, and you go all the way there, go through all the transition animations, go speak to someone, and they go, oh, now go check out this this planet in this system, then you go all the way over there through transition animations, uh, go land on the other planet, and they'll go, oh, okay, oh, that's you know, cool. This is, this is Zargon A, you need to go to Zargon B. Oh, now you, go, uh, now you need to go speak to someone at the Nexus, and then you go there, and then you'll go and do the final thing. And it'd be fine, but because the way that the missions are structured, like, if you could say, do everything you need to do on one planet, and then move on to the next planet, then it'd be fine. But what normally happens is, you'll do everything on one planet, then le- then go do the next part of the quest that's on a different planet, and then some of those will then give you quests back on that original first planet again, and so you end up going back and forth a lot. You know, you are literally just describing Vanilla WoW to me. Well, yeah. That's all you're doing. So it's it's a little bit... It can be a bit long-winded. Maybe Andromeda was originally going to be a pay-monthly kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, some of the loyalty missions really suffer from that because they, they seem to be completely random as to how complicated they are. Or maybe it's just because I happen to, to do all the preamble to them. Like, I just happen to be on the right planets for it. But it seemed like some, like Vetra's, um, I did... It, it felt like... I got the I got the message for it, and then I went and did a mission, and then it was done. Uh, Liam's was similar. Actually, um, Liam's a prick. I have I've, <laughs> I've heard that he's like a complete bastard. Um, he do he's one of those people that thinks that because he took a risk, then he then he did right. Okay. Um, and that leads that 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 leads to bad things happening to everyone, basically. Mm. Um, and he's kind of really judgmental with people sometimes. So I don't like Liam very much, but his his loyalty mission's genuinely funny. Um, what's the um? Oh, what's his name? Gale, the the engine dude. Gil. Gil, yeah. I like. I've heard people like like really don't like him either. But like, I I spoke to him for like two minutes when I hit on him and then realized he was gay. And I was like. And I was so embarrassed. They probably don't <laughs> but like. He was like super nice about it, but they probably don't like that him and Callow, the pilot, have uh, have fights. Oh, he doesn't fight with Callow. Yeah. But then, oh, okay, I'm starting to dislike Gil now. <laughs> Leave Callow alone. He's sweet and he's 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 got a heart full of stars. <laughs> he's, a, he's such a charmer. I want to romance the Krogan. Yeah, I, I, I want to do a sex with, with Drac. I, I was I'm very so annoyed, mad. Yeah. Uh, uh, Drac is my favourite character, oh. and I was very annoyed I couldn't romance him, but. Um, as He's I was like saying, a literal like Krogan grandpa. Yeah, so. but as I was saying about the, the loyalty missions, um, yeah, some of them like so. Yeah, Liam's and Vetra's. I, I, you sort of fulfill the requirements to do them by doing other things, just things you'll naturally be doing, and then you'll go and do a quest, and that's all well and good. But some of them, like PBs, is terrible. As in, it's like, oh, go do this thing over here, and then okay, go to this planet, and then go to this planet, and then go to this planet, and then go to this planet, mm. and then go deal with this group of people, and then go do the mission. And so it just... It feels like some of the loyalty missions are just kind of little fun, encapsulated little things, and other ones require such a big... Pad. Yeah, just such busy work to go and achieve them that I can totally see someone just going, fuck it. 
Mm. Fuck it, I hope these people die. Especially if they played the, the game like entirely in its first week before the patch and you could skip the the planetary transitions because those missions were... Those extra transitions took it from being, okay, this is busy work, to seriously, I don't want to do this. Like It's a really minor thing, but that's it really got on my tits. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. Um, but I, I, I did like the idea of like scanning planets because, you know... That's what I spent like a f- good few hours in Mass Effect Two doing. Oh, you depleted the universe. I didn't depleted you? the universe. Well, I, <laughs> I depleted the the, uh, the the system. Galaxy. Yeah. Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, I, I literally went from planet to planet and mined everything until it was depleted. I was so fucking wealthy, and I had literally nothing to spend it on. Yeah, I was so like, you, did that just just so you could hundred percent it, or no? That was just so I could do it. I just did it so it would be done. Yeah, fair enough. So I could go, yeah, I depleted the universe of all known resources, and for some reason I'm not the queen of the galaxy. <laughs> you just wanted to completely ruin... I wanted to fuck the economy. You wanted to ruin the economy, yeah. <laughs> Basically have, like, world leaders and, like, people who aren't, like, the kings of planets come up to me and go, Shepard, can we have some of your elements zero? And I'm like, oh, what can you do for me? Because I have all of it. <laughs> I have literally all of it in the universe. <laughs> Because oh, um, no, nowhere had it at all. So. Speaking uh, speaking of which, because I, I mentioned this during the last podcast, and I actually know the clarification for it now, because I was wondering why they can just skip around the Andromeda galaxy without Mass Effect oh, yes, Relay. Okay. Is there, there is a reason. There is a reason. It's because the entire game only takes place in the Helios Cluster. It's not the full Andromeda galaxy okay. that, you, that you see. Now, because you start off in a small segment of what looks like a, a an almost like a spiral galaxy which is the, the Helios Cluster. It's just that section of it. But because it kind of looks like a galaxy, and you start from one bit, I thought they were referring to Helios as being that little part in the corner, but now yeah. having played much more of the game, and I think um, it says I'm 66% through the game. Is that like to the game. total? I'm guessing that's not just um, story completion. Yeah, that's like total. Uh, so. so I'm quite a bit through now. And yeah, it, it's 55 hours for 66. Like, fuck off. It's like, I, you know, I get like, yeah, we all want like a lot of bang for our buck, but at the same time, there's such sort of a thing as like too much bang. Oh yeah, well, I've I've been going nuts for side quests and things. Yeah, so. yeah I've I've heard it's full of them. So. Yeah, uh, it's almost Ubisoftian in the amount of, of little little quests that you can do on the side. Ubisoftian. Yeah. <laughs> That's a word. Shut up. But yeah, so you've been to university. You must have heard it there. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... So yeah, it only takes place in the Helios Cluster, which is why they don't need Mass Effect relays, because it takes place in a smaller thing. But because it uses the same style map, like initially that's not hugely apparent. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. it, it uses the same style of going between between systems. But of course, you know, the, the thing is, um, the original Mass Effect games aren't being exactly... It, it feels like, in the entire Milky Way, there's only a handful of systems. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in reality, there is there is more than you could ever count. <laughs> um, it's it's ridiculous. Um, actually, it reminds me of a really minor thing. So, in in Mass Effect, it, it's it's sort of implied. I think it, I think you can find out in the the codex entries and things that they have an equivalent of like the Universal Translator from Star Trek. So that's why everyone can understand each other. Yeah. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, which is is just one of those you know throwaway segments yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Of law just to just to make the narrative move along smoothly, yeah. which is fine. Um, but there's one element to that that really kind of of bothers me when people like speak their native language. It's like when because like in Star Trek they all have universal translators, but when but when a Klingon calls someone a Patak, why does 
Why is it still in Klingon? Yeah, that's always that's always bothered me as well. But that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. No, it's... oh, I thought I was being really smart. No, no, that is the thing. I've always wondered about that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's when characters refer to our galaxy as the Milky Way. All of them do it, and there's a part of in my head. I'm just like now humans refer to it as the Milky Way. But it really bothers me that all the other alien races call it the Milky Way because okay. I'm like they would have their own name for no, it. No, they do. It's called cool. they they like that's actually a thing. They all like all of the collective races that aren't human refer to it as the Butthole Galaxy. Ah. <laughs> and they realized that was hurting humans' feelings because they referred to us as butlings. Ah. So they were like, let's just let's just call it what they call it. <laughs> It'll make things less tense. But yeah, like it, it just slightly bothers me because norm because normally all proper nouns they use whatever their word for it is. Yeah. So it just I don't know why it's a really minor thing, but just every time I hear a Solarian say Milky Way, it's just like that's just weird. If it was your Milky Way, if they go, oh yes, and we see this in your Milky Way, then you'd be like, well, well, the, the, the Solarians live in the Milky Way. Well, no, you know what I mean. Like if they just like say that or. You mean the other alien races yeah, that are in well, Andromeda? Give me a yeah. break. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah. If they just say that, then it's like, that would be something. But I think, like, this is a thing. Start, like, sci-fi is so fucked in so many ways, because so many hundreds of thousands of things need to be explained. Oh, yeah. That there's going to be stuff slipping through the cracks. Yeah. So... Actually, Basically, I'm telling you to shut the fuck up and get over yeah. it. I, guess, I mean, I guess it's just a tran- the translator also translate that. It's like, we get that in... In, in the world, you know, different cities and different things have different names. Yeah. Oh, yeah struggling yeah. to think of what else I meant. Firenze and Florence in Italy. Or yeah, like yeah. Munchen and Munich. Like, there's an English word for it and there's a wherever word for it. But if you're both speaking English, you'd probably use the, I don't know if you people would use the English version. I don't know. But yeah, and that's always bugged me as well, just in real life. Like, the fact that no, it's yeah. like, if, if a place has got, like, you know, 100 years ago when we didn't talk to each other, fine. But now we, we should just places should just be called the thing of who is there if that makes sense yeah I completely and then like agree. everyone can just call it that and it's fine it's like it's yeah. you don't like call I don't know yeah names are weird it's whoever names it should name it and that should be where it's named yeah. I, I guess you, you could uh, you could just say that it's uh, it's the pet name so we as a pet name call uh, call Francais France yeah I call it goal <laughs> oh yeah if you want to be really old fashioned call it goal. Well, <laughs> It's a euphoric feeling. <laughs> I just, I, I like, perchance to, uh, with the, the ennui of everyday life, I like, I like the old-fashioned names. The fuck are you talking about? I don't know, I just wanted to sound like a fedora. <laughs> for, like, two minutes. <laughs> I just thought, it, it just, it just amused me. Actually, um, on, on the subject of, uh, of sci-fis and translators and such. Uh-huh. It's it's time for my uh, my, my weekly uh, scheduled. I'm going to talk about a sci-fi thing. <laughs> okay, you've got to come up with a better name for it. It's my weekly scheduled. I'm going to talk talk about a sci-fi. Thing. No, 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 nailed it. I think that's excellent. That's that's it now. What well, one day? Don't encourage this. One day I'll 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 find something to use as a jingle. Drama, you are a fucking enabler. <laughs> that's not good. That, that no. But I've I've been watching through um, Farscape. Oh. I've watched most of it now, so I feel comfortable shit, talking really? about it. Dang. I'm like halfway through season... Th- well, most of the way through season three. And there's four seasons and a miniseries on the end. Oh. That's a low VA. Uh, yeah, but well, it got cancelled um, unexpectedly oh, at season four. And so they did a miniseries to kind of finish up 
the main kind of plot. From what from what I can gather, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Did you, did you um, ever watch Farscape, Matt? No, I, I I don't even really know the concept. I mean, it's sci-fi within the sort of very general terms. But other than that, no, enlighten me. Okay, well... Does it run on the crisis engine? It, it does not, <laughs> no. <laughs> well done, that man. <laughs> but no, it was it was an Australian-American production in 1999. That, I'm going to be honest, not a promising start. <laughs> the fuck are you saying, you probably can't? It, it does mean a lot of characters are... A lot, much like how in Lex, lots of characters are for no reason German. In this, <laughs> for no reason, lots of characters are Australian. <laughs> you say, in this, there are loads of German characters as well. Like, well... <laughs> but um, the, the basic story is there's a guy called John Crichton who... Is a uh, he's a scientist slash test pilot. Don't think about it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, he's a science pilot. He's a science pilot, and he he tries this thing of of uh, this experimental um, shuttle and this technique of like using Earth's gravity, or I think it's like bouncing off the edge of the atmosphere yeah. to, to go faster. What he's doing is he's, okay. he's flying in this amazing new prototype ship called the Farscape. He, it is called Farscape oh, One. Oh, I was really yeah. hoping it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, oh. his ship is called Farscape One. Oh, fucking zero out of ten. Very um, bad. And like, a, I think it's like a solar flare because it's, it's been a while since I watched the first episode. But like, but like a, a, a solar flare hits while he's doing this, and it creates a wormhole, uh, and he gets sent to some other part of, of of he. Well, he doesn't even know if it's the same galaxy. He's just somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he ends up accidentally killing. Um, a pilot because he like uh, this fighter slams into him as he just appears and he's like oh shit what's happening but honestly you're just describing the wizard of Oz in space yeah it kind of is but oh. it, it makes sense because he is literally in in this other realm where he is Dorothy he's out of his depth and he's just trying to get home okay okay I'm just gonna say I'm, I'm trying to like make fun and and like you know like snipe at you a little bit hence my name and yeah. you are ruining this yeah I know you are ruining this one <laughs> that's like, because ah, look at this dweeb who do you want to know why because yeah. this is quite a good show oh <laughs> so so wait so a lot of the things that it does that you can take the piss out of are intentional okay and it actually what? means that's something fair. that's fair. So, so he accidentally kill, kills this this pilot who turns out to be the brother of a big commander, and so he ends up with this guy like super murderously wanting to kill him as he ends up joining up with the, these group of escaped prisoners who are on board a living ship called Moya. These things called Leviathans. That are, yeah, these living ships that the uh, the bad guys who are called the Peacekeepers. Somewhat ironic name. Ooh, maybe what if they're the bad guys? Oh. Actually, funny thing is they're not. Oh. Over overall, they're not the baddest guys. They're not the baddest guys. Yeah, they're 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 really bad, but they're all worse than them. Okay. And and so he he escapes with these people on board Moya, and it's just it's it's actually kind of like Lex of a group of people who don't particularly like each other, um, all stuck on a ship together, having to deal with each other's things, and it's a living ship, so they have to deal with those those sort of elements. Okay, and, they have they have to feed it, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it requires it does really? require nourishment. I get it. <laughs> I can't actually know. No, you see I, what I mean, Matt? It's yeah. just so hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. Re- I can't remember how Moya gets uh, sustenance. Actually, I'm sure there was a thing at some point of her needing of her needing energy or something. I forget, but um, but yeah, um, so so it's kind of it's kind of like Lex, but taken more seriously in a lot of ways. And Moya also has no weapons, um, unlike Lex, who is the most destructive force in the you know, in the two universes. Yeah, blows up planets. And um, yeah, whereas Moya is, is defenseless, so they can't they can't just do what they used to do, say in like Voyager, where oh our diplomatic thing has failed. Well, it's okay because we're more heavily armed than pretty much everyone we encounter anyway. 
So they have to actually figure out ways around everything. Okay. Like, they can't just shoot their way out of anything mm. in space anyway. That sounds like a lot, like, very good for storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, the really, one of the more in, really interesting things is that it was a co-production between, I, th- I can't remember the, the, the big, um, I think it might have been Hallmark or something that, that did it, and Henson Corporation. Okay. So it's got loads of puppets in it uh, of and animatronics, and they're fucking amazing. Like, honestly, um, the animatronics in it are the best in any sci-fi series I've ever seen. Wow. Well, I mean, you got the Henson Company on board. It's yeah. Like- there is, um, there's, there's a little guy called Rigel who, who's, he's, he's proper. He looks like a thumb with yeah. a weird mustache. He's a weird frog, dude. Yeah. He used to be like an emperor and he, he was later kind of, he was deposed and ended up as a prisoner. As you do. And he's, he's a complete arsehole. Um, he's, a, he has one of the weakest parts of the show actually because they occasionally use him to just do toilet humor. Like he, when he's nervous, he farts helium. Which means everyone's voices get higher. <laughs> okay, now you're sitting there going, this is the worst thing. I'm like, this is the best thing. It, it, when the show's trying to be serious and then you have that thing. That's like, no, I have to go back there. My the thing, family's going to die. No, but the, the, the thing is, when the show's actually being like genuinely well-written funny, it's funny, so it doesn't need that. Mm. So, uh, so, yeah. But the puppet's really well done. and it, It's kind of like a photorealistic Muppet. As in horrifying. Yeah. Uh, the other main one is a character called Pilot, who is the guy that actually flies. He, he's the guy who uh, who uh, works in the cafeteria. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he, he's he's like the interface with the living ships, uh, Moya. So that's how they know what Moya's feeling because he he's like he's oh, so he kind of like plugs his brain in there. Well, he's intertwined. He can't move. He's stuck in the bowels of the ship. Oh. Uh, his race. That's one of the things they do with them. They. Like so, I, I, I'm, the numbers might be off, but it's something like um, Leviathans live for like 150 years, and his race naturally live like 300 years. But the experience is so like like amazing to be joined with a ship and explore the stars that they all happily do it. It's, it's a helpful kind of symbol. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds horrifying. Being like, yeah, some nightmarish future where people are attached to. Yeah, but I mean, he's just be just hanging out on the guts of this ship, and then like have it take half my lifespan because presumably, (laughs) I'm guessing the pilot will go down with the ship. Yeah, like being a dreadnought or something sounds awful. Yeah, Mm. no, he's he's a dreadnought sounds like fun because you know getting woken up every few hundred years or whatever it is. Honestly, that sounds like heaven to me because fuck everything. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah. Pilot is is a huge like puppet with like tentacles. Flesh sombrero. He's got like a weird shell head thing. I like flesh sombrero. (laughs) Well, it's not flesh. It's obviously like a solid bone type. Okay, solid bone flesh sombrero. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) He looks like a mushroom, is what I'm saying. Okay, but getting to the point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's this huge, this huge ass puppet, and the. Yeah, <laughs> this is the right, fucking you... arms from Lex all over again. <laughs> Sorry, go on, make your point. Mm, I'm sure it's. I'm sure that not we are disappointing. We're listening. Yeah. No, it's it's to go go back to the Universal Translator thing earlier ah, because yep. in the oh that thing <laughs> because in this they they all get injected by these like like little um, I, I can't I, think, I, I can't remember if they're nanomachines or bacteria. Um, so it gets mentioned in like the the very the very first like. 
episode. Couldn't we say that nanomachines are basically digital bacteria? You could, you could. Um, and it makes people able to understand any language. But Pilot is different. Because he, these, he's a race that is so... Their, their native language is so complex that when he's in pain or anything, he starts speaking too fast and the translator can't keep up. Okay. So he has... So whenever Pilot's speaking, he's actually speaking very, very slowly so that the simpletons can understand him. <laughs> Chastising remark. Actually, weirdly, he's voiced by... Um, the guy that is trying to kill Crichton in the in early season one is a guy called Crace. He's actually voiced by the same guy, and you'd okay. never know it. I will say, I don't know much about Farscape, but what I do know, mentioning villains, is Scorpius. Oh, yeah. I love that guy, mainly because what they do with him. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a little back, it, f- it feeds into another point that I was going to make. So, the series is really heavily based around fucking with John Crichton's mind. And just general head fucks, it fucks like all over the place. So early on, uh, a an alien race captures him and puts him into the simulation where he ends up back on Earth. He thinks he's got back. And, Spoilers, by the way. Oh, it's, it's early season one. You know, it's like episode six or something. So you know he's not back on Earth. <laughs> and it's a it's a simulation, and he eventually you know figures it out. That something's up, something's up, and it's basically an alien race that has the wormhole technology that he's after to try and get back home. And they're like, "Well, we have it, and we wanted to see if if your planet would be a place where we could go and live and be welcomed." But the simulation that your head generated showed us that even though you're a good person and would be, it would accept us, that your world is not ready for that type of thing. So we'll find somewhere else, and. They, nice one, humanity. They secretly implanted uh, the wormhole information in his head, but he ha- but he has to unlock it by Some Professor Xavier shit. Yeah, uh, he has to earn the right to unlock it almost. So he has to earn it. I didn't just give it him; he had to, had to earn it. Then later on, he gets um, captured by what turns out to be the big, big villain, uh, well, the, the overarching villain who's a character called Scorpius. He's fucking. He's like an S and M like bitey man. Yeah. Um, he and he, he puts uh, he puts Crichton into this this like chair that probes his mind. Isn't that the pain chair? It's like a pain chair, basically. magic pain chair. <laughs> and <clears throat> while doing so, he also implants a, a a a like facet of his own personality into Crichton's head that will try that that will try and find the information by tormenting him. So there's like he puts a chip in his head that has this this like like section of Scorpius's personality in it. So so John's effectively got a a small version of Scorpius in his head. Now for for the uh, for the people at home who haven't seen it, Scorpius is this leather clad, white skinned gimp. That makes guy. him sound like he's kind of silly, but he actually looks quite intimidating. Um. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just. He's pretty sexy, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to sit on my hands. And he's got this very—he's he, very softly spoken most of the time. Um, and the reason why he's like that is because he is the—he pr- is the product of um, two races into interbreeding. One of which is the Sabatians, which is what the Peacekeepers are. And the Peacekeepers are massive racists who are super into racial purity. 
and another race called the Scarron, who are fucking evil, massive fucking things. Like they've got huge animatronic heads, and they're just terrifying villains that are pretty much indestructible. Like you can take a pistol to them, and they just won't fucking kill them. They have to. It takes sustained small arms fire to hurt one of them. Um, and he's he's a he's a crossbreed of those two, and it's only because he's so super like badass that he's he's allowed in the peacekeepers because they you know they're all about racial purity and he's not pure. But the thing that makes that makes him kind of fucked up is that the Sabatians uh, are really sensitive to heat, so. Like if you were to get to like the hottest places, say like Earth, like Earth, like you went to somewhere like like the Sahara, they'd fucking die. Like they can't deal with that amount of heat for any amount of time. So they're British people. <laughs> uh, well, funnily enough, that the, the <laughs> there are a lot that are played by British people. Yeah. Really? <laughs> um, actually, they go into this horrible thing. I think it's, they call it like the living death. If they get too hot, then all their brains, brain functions cease, and their body, their body just goes into um, like a kind of hibernation state. But they're brain dead. Oh shit! Okay, um, that's a bit grim. And the Scarron, the other things that Scorpius is half of, their organs run super hot. So Scorpius is in endless, ceaseless agony because his body is trying to destroy itself all the time. Well, and his suit regulates his uh, his temperature, which is why he wears that that suit. Yeah, I was about to ask why he's wearing the suit because, like, if he's getting hot all the time, wearing like full on leather <laughs> is not a good. Mix. Oh no, he's just he 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 just he's kinky. Uh, but the thing is, he's he. I mean, he's also like he he's got like super strength and things because he's because yeah, he's got the the Scarron and um, strength and things like that. So he's he is a formidable villain, and he cons and the thing is, he's constantly also in Crichton's head. So for basically the entirety of like season two is just Crichton slowly losing his sanity because. <laughs> Scorpius keeps appearing to him. He ends up nicknaming the verse, version that appears to him Harvey. I love that reference. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And, like, he'll appear, like, wearing different clothes sometimes I, and stuff. Like, he's wearing, wearing was, a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, or... I remember that one. Because I remember, like, when I was, like, very young, I was, like, it was on the TV. And I, like, I don't know, I walked past the TV and there was just the guy in the gimp suit on, like a, like, a deck chair with, like, a drink with a little umbrella on it. In a Hawaiian fucking suit, yeah. like, a Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, the fuck is this? There's like an episode where he's yeah in the full leather gear, but he's wearing cowboy boots and playing a harmonica. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, I love, I love just like look at this big scary fucking gimp, like evil ga- guy. Let's just put him in a cowboy costume yeah. because it's I, funny. He's, he's a really fun character because yeah, they're, they're like. They they can be menacing with him, silly with him, and even in in season three, you actually fully learn his his backstory, and he actually becomes quite sympathetic as well. That's fantastic <laughs> writing. How how he comes to be is profoundly fucked up, but um, but yeah. So so you have the whole thing of Crichton losing his mind, and he ends up getting captured again and going into another simulation. But the thing is, he's it's it's not like a lot of other series where, you know, they'd still maintain some illusion of it being real. He's just like, yeah, no, I know this is another simulation. I know it's not real. Oh, and so he's it's just not though it is. And so he's just fucking with it. So like he he rose cuz on he, they're like on earth, but then all the Farscape characters start appearing in full makeup. And they and they're just like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just 
This guy. Hello, like, I am the ice cream salesman. Like Dargo, the big Klingon-like motherfucker. He's, he's just like a guy at his work. <laughs> and his boss is like Rigel, the little puppet. <laughs> but because he knows, and he's like, so he, he knows it's a simulation, so he just starts, like, he gets them all in a cart and crashes it. <laughs> then he goes into, like, the office and shoots everyone. Oh my God. And they're just like, oh no, it's fine. But then the simulation starts getting more and more warped as he's going on more and more off the rails until it start, until it gets to, like, a point where he kind of wakes up and every character is, like, hovering over him like they're, like they're going to fuck him. And it starts off with just all the women in on, <laughs> on the crew. And then, like, Dargo comes in. And then, and then Rigel, the little puppet, comes in in a gimp mask. Oh my God. <laughs> And then it cuts to he's sitting there, and his and his mum is coming on to him in oh, lingerie, nice. and he's just like, "Oh god, no, no." Oh, yeah. Nice. So most of the series is dedicated to John Crichton losing his mind. Okay. Um, later on in that series, because the other main aspect of the show is them having no look whatsoever. Like every time they try and do something good, it fucks up. So they find Surreal. out that Dargo's son is is being sold off in a slave auction. Uh, because he's because he's been prisoner for many years, Dargo has, and his his big motivation is he wants to find his son. And so when he finds out that that's where he can go, he can go to get him. So they're like, okay, but we have no money to go and buy him because that's the only way we're going to get him. They're like, okay, so we need to go rob a bank. Yeah. So they go rob a bank, which is a basically the ty- a, a like a black level bank where all the evil people uh, deposit their money. Including Scorpius. Nat West? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go in, and it all fucks up, um, and all goes a bit all goes a bit wrong, and they get the money, and get out, but I, I think um, John ends up getting captured by Scorpius because he's, he's so fucked in the head, and um, eventually, he, I think he does eventually get away, but he's still seeing Scorpius so much in his head. He's like, he's just telling all the characters to kill him because he's so fucked at this point. Um, and eventually, he just turns himself into Scorpius in exchange for Dargo's son. Okay. Um, they didn't even have to rob that bank. Well, here's the thing: the re- um, they were then once once everything started going wrong, they're like, okay, we can hire um, mercenaries to go and get get Dargo's son back. Uh, with the money that we've just robbed, so they go. So a load of them go out and try and get these mercenaries. And once they've got them and brought them back, John goes and turns himself in because he's just too fucked to to actually function. And he's like, "No, I, I just want this over and done." Um, and so they're like, "Well, we've got all these mercenaries, so we'll pay the mercenaries to get John back." Unfortunately, the money they stole was actually spiders. Uh, what? The money they stole was actually a kind of like space spider that tries to eat the ship that just looks like money. What? what? So, okay, spiders don't look like money. Who keeps they spiders don't. in a bank? Who 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 uses spiders as a form of currency? There is there is a reason for it, but yeah, I it's... don't care what it is. It's stupid. Fucking like, um, amazing. Oh yes, you know that all that money we had. It turned out it was spiders. Like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's 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 a thing. You're just gonna leave us with that. That's the level of uh, of like look that the crew of Moya has. Uh, one or one other small thing that I'll mention is that there is an episode called like, oh I think it's called um, Revenging Angel. I think it's called something like that. 
um, in season three where tensions are high on the ship and well, yeah, um, like last time someone tried to buy a fucking like ice cream it was just a pocket full of fucking spiders Dargo ends up accidentally knocking John out it can happen um, and he ends up in a coma Oh. And in his coma, um, John's imagining all the shit that, are like, he he's sort of hallucinating, well, dreaming, I guess, of uh, of how to deal with what's going on and him trying to keep himself alive. And Scorpius is there. Well, Harvey's there. Um, with his Hawaiian shirt and his cowboy. Yeah, because at this point, um, the actual chip's been removed from his head, and Harvey's sort of under control. He comes. He's he's not actually trying trying to actively fuck with with John anymore. Is he, he just chilling? He's generally actually helpful to John because the the Harvey in his in his head is not connected to Scorpius in any way anymore. So he knows that if John dies, he dies. Hmm. So he does actually try and help John in this sort of situation. <laughs> so he's try, he's saying, you know, you need to stay alive for vengeance. That's the only. It's the only pure emotion. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And then to, to try he's and... He's like, okay, what about the KFC Double Down? That's pretty good too. <laughs> Ooh, have you tried that? No, but I want to. It looks excellent. Um... <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but the, to, to help him sort of deal with the situation of... Because in his head, Dargo's trying to kill him. He starts imagining everything as a cartoon. And so, and so it becomes basically a Roadrunner cartoon when it's in his... All the stuff that's in his head... Of Dargo trying to kill him by like painting wormholes on the side of a mountain, <laughs> and then Crichton will you know fly through it, and then Dargo tries to run into it and slams into it like like old fashioned like Wiley e. Coyote stuff. <laughs> That's perfect. And I did hear somewhere that I think that section was partially animated by people who used to do Looney um, Tiny Toons Adventures, so Fantastic. it's really well animated. That's <laughs> excellent, awesome. And you see like yeah, a cartoon version of Scorpius and the the, the love interest Aaron. Um, is drawn ver- at various points by Crichton as uh, Jessica Rabbit and as Marilyn Monroe. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, no, I, I, like I say, I've not finished watching the series, but I, I really, really like it. And I, I, it kind of annoys me because I completely dismissed it when, when I was, I mean, what would I have been like in my teenagers, my teenage years, when it first came out. I think because I was, I was like, eh, it's not Star Trek. I had, it. I had it ruined for me. Like so many things. Yeah, you, you knew people that were kind of obsessed about it. In Not a, even in, in a good way. Just in a, I'm gonna like talk about this one thing forever. And oh, by the way, I'm this character, and I'm like, we are 16 years old. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ruined it for me. I'm but... pretty sure like if someone can bring up anything. I'm like, yep, that's been ruined for me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just need to get stronger, get higher standards. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I can, I can recommend if if you're ever in the mood to watch a sci-fi, um, then Farscape is totally worth watching. Okay. Really, really good series. It does have a few weak episodes, but is it on Netflix? No, but it's possible that someone may have uploaded all of it to YouTube. Okay, right. we don't it. We don't condone things like that here at yeah. the uh, the Pod. But yeah, it's all on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> But yeah, um, totally worth watching. Um, I give it two thumbs up out of two thumbs up. Ah, perfect. So it's a 100% positive rating from you. I don't know. That that rating system of only having like like one and two. I hate Farscape, so I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Uh, It's not as bad as Andromeda. um, not, not, Not Mass Effect Andromeda, the series Andromeda. Yes. 
Um, that's that's the worst. That's the worst uh, worst thing ever. Six point yeah. Six point oh. five out of ten. Worst sci-fi ever made. Whoa, six point five. That's one point five above. Yeah, right. You fucking horrible, horrible bastard. To be fair, I got like ten minutes into that, like the first episode, and I was like, "This is so cringy and awful, and I hate Kevlar Sorbo so much." Oh yeah, I couldn't watch it. It was so bad. No, um, I at some point in my my long travels to watch every sci-fi ever all the <laughs> way through, I know that I'm going Your to ten-year mission. Yeah. <laughs> To boldly go where no man has gone before, except no for, man really feels like going. To boldly go where no man, except SF debris, has gone before, <laughs> and watch every sci-fi. Um, and I, I will end up trying to watch Andromeda at some point. And I, I, I am truly upset that one day the well is going to become so dry that that's going to happen. I'll have watched Star Trek Enterprise years before I get to Andromeda. <laughs> I'll have got to watching fucking Quatermass before I'll get to Andromeda. I don't even know what that That's is. That's a really old British sci-fi. Dang. But we should wrap up, because we're going for a while. Yeah, we sh- I'm sure that people have things to do. Like, I don't know, Farscape to watch yeah. and, and video games to play. Unlike some people drama that. <laughs> Unless you want to hang out and play some Mass Effect with us. That'd yeah, be yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs to fuck off so we can play Mass Effect. <laughs> I mean, I ha- there, there was a couple of news things that I saw, but I mean, news isn't time specific, so I'll come to mention that next time. It's fine. Okay, well, there's like okay, Chicho-A are a massive bunch of scumbags. The Gearbox is stupid. Okay, let's carry. Okay, thank you very much for joining us here at this misanthropod skimming. We've done the complete opposite. We've we've skimmed over. The things that are actually like really important, like oh shit, industry news, and then we've just been sitting here fucking talking about bullshit like Farscape and and garbage like that. So yeah. So business as usual. Business as usual. Yep. Thank you very much for joining us. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.